My guest says, when the hidden roots of disease are supernaturally revealed, the ones that no one's looking for, healing is easy. Is there a supernatural dimension? A world beyond the one we know? Is there life after death? Do angels exist? Can our dreams contain messages from heaven? Can we tap into ancient secrets of the supernatural? Are healing miracles real? Sid Roth has spent over 35 years researching the strange world of the supernatural. Join Sid for this edition of It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here. Welcome to my world where it's naturally supernatural. My guest, Peter Horbin. Peter, I've known you for a number of years Indeed. and I am so excited about being able to have our people learn from you because many of you have been believers in the Messiah a long time and you're still sick. You still have those same fears. Isn't there something better? Isn't there something called freedom? You see, there is a missing ingredient. And Peter, briefly tell me that missing ingredient. Uh, someone has an auto accident. Mm -hmm. They go to the hospital and the hospital mends their bones. But they still, years later, still have problems. The hospitals don't ca take care of that side of them. Explain. Well, we are spirit, we are soul, and we are body. And when we have an accident, our bodies get damaged. And the ambulance people take the bodies to the hospital, and the doctors do everything they possibly can to put the body back so that it will heal itself. The doctors don't actually heal. They'll put the bones back in place so that the body will heal itself. But there's no hospital in the world which has a department of spirit and soul surgery. So all the attention is given to the body, but the person that lives inside the body also had the accident. Uh, it's not just the body that has the accident. We are one person, spirit, soul, and body, but like God is three in one, we are three in one as well. And the spirit and the soul carry the trauma, they carry the pain, they carry the memories. And so often the body can't heal fully because the body is reflecting the inner pain. And our body is a reflector, so you smile at me, I don't think you've got a happy body. I think, I wonder why Sid's so happy today because something's happening which is telling me through his body that there's something good happening. But if you were looking miserable, I wouldn't say God gave you a miserable body. I would say there's something happening in your life which is making you look sad. See, the body reflects what's going on, on the inside. And if there is still brokenness on the inside, trauma which has affected the soul and given us memories and locked us away in the past, then our body can't fully heal because it's reflecting that pain. Well, would you put it this way? There's a disease that someone has. They get prayed for in the name of Jesus, and they still have the disease year after year after year, but there are roots to the disease 
that no one is getting at. Absolutely. So, so often people come for prayer for the symptoms, and the prayer is for the symptoms, but not for the cause of the symptoms. And if there's a link between what's going on on the inside and what has physically been experienced, but you're not actually dealing with the inside, then a person might feel better because they're being prayed for. They feel loved, they feel accepted. Oh, it's been great, I've been prayed for. But actually, the following week, they're just the same. And we have to actually deal with the real issues. We've got to face reality. If you go to a doctor and you have pain, you don't want your doctor to give you an aspirin for the pain. What you want your doctor to do is to find out why the pain's there. And we have a, an attitude sometimes to prayer in church where we look on prayer as a bit like an aspirin to just to pray for the symptom. Whereas actually we need to say, God, why is this here? Why am I not being healed? What are the issues? Because I need to deal with them. Uh, Peter, we know about physical healing. What other areas, when we get at the roots, can we get rid of that are stopping us from fulfilling our destiny even? Okay, well, issues such as forgiveness are, are, are key because if there's bitterness on the inside, that affects us and it changes the person that we are. If we've had accidents and traumas in the past where we've gone through tough times, if those accidents can be deeply affecting us even now and the body is partially healed but we're not fully healed. We may have gone through deep rejection and pain. We may have had parents who have really been cruel to us and in that cruelty, uh, often for reasons that, that they don't really understand themselves, they leave us with consequences. I'll never forget the... Or even parents that, that abandon us. There's oh. so many uh, you know, families with single parents or, or perhaps a, uh, a father or a mother that can't show love. Oh, uh, absolutely. I'll never forget the man who uh, was chronic asthmatic. And at the age of six, he had jumped off a, a hay bale stack in the farmyard and into his father's arms. And he said, come on, jump into my arms. And Jim jumped. And his father just stepped on one side and let him splat on the concrete. And then he turned to his son in agony on the concrete and said, that's your first lesson in life about oh. never trusting your relatives. Six-year-old boy, crushed chest, for the rest of his life until the age of 51, he was asthmatic. He'd had medical treatments for the asthma, medications, but he was severely limited in what he was able to do. But when we came to that point of the trauma, when there was part of him locked into that experience at the age of six, he began to see that his asthma had a root. He'd been prayed for for the asthma many times, but it had never been healed. But when we asked Jesus to go right into that point of the trauma, to go into that moment when he hit the concrete and ask him to give to Jim the courage to forgive his father, at that particular point, the trauma began to be healed. Jesus got right into that six-year-old experience. And we watched as God came and healed that six-year-old boy. The man was 51. But then he healed him and restored him on the inside. And at the when end, when he was restored on the inside, yeah. what happened to the outside? On, well, on the outside, uh, the, the first evidence that he was healed was simply was this: I can breathe. I can breathe. <gasps> and he was breathing in deeper than he'd never done before. I can breathe. And he went out for a walk and a run that night, and he had no problems on a cold night with his breathing. And uh, I, I met his wife uh, very recently and 10 years have passed. He's had no further uh, asthmatic conditions whatsoever. Peter, I am amazed when you get at the roots. Yeah. Healing 
becomes easy. I want to find out that the moment that Peter heard the audible voice of God that called him to release these keys, don't go away, we'll be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. For he himself is our peace, who has made both Jew and Gentile into one, and broke down the barrier of the dividing wall. His purpose was to create in himself, to create in himself. His purpose was to create one new man, one new man, one new man, один новый человек, the Adam Hadash Echad, one new man. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, I said Roth here with Peter Horbin, and Peter likes to restore old cars. And one day he was restoring a car and he heard the audible voice of God. What did God say to you? Well, it was one of those moments when you weren't expecting God to be saying anything. <laughs> I was in the garage and restoring this old car. I discovered that the chassis frame on which the car was built was bent. And you can't drive a car with a bent chassis. It won't stop properly and you can't steer it. And I, I, in my 20s, I began to weep. I thought, I'll never be able to restore this broken car. I was full of passion for this old car. And right at that moment, when I began to weep over the fact I couldn't do it, God spoke to me. And he said to me this. He said, you could restore this broken car, but I can restore broken lives. And then he asked me a question. He said, which is more important, a broken car or a broken life? I can tell you, at that particular moment, I wanted to tell God that the car was the most important thing, but <laughs> I, I, I knew that was the wrong answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> I knew it was the wrong answer, uh, and, and I gave God the right answer. And that was when God began to birth in me the vision for the ministry that I'm involved in today many, many years later, because I began to realize that there are, there are many believers who have come to faith in Jesus. They know him, but actually, they've still got a broken chassis. There. Tell me about that one of the first people you took care of by, uh, that, was weigh, that weighed 60 pounds. Yeah. She came on our... 60 pounds? Our very That's first. my arm. <laughs> <laughs> well, a bit more than that. <laughs> she came on our very first healing retreat. She was a very short person and there was literally nothing of her. She had made a, a deal with God. Uh, for 14 years, she'd been chronic anorexic. She couldn't eat any solid food whatsoever. She could only drink liquids for 14 years. Her marriage was completely falling apart. Her husband didn't want to have anything more to do with her. And she went into her church and she made a deal with God and said, unless you do something, I'm going to commit suicide. And God heard her cry. And on the way out of the church, she saw the leaflet for the very first hidden retreat that we did. And she telephoned me and uh, asked if there is any possibility of any hope for her. And I encouraged her to come on that first retreat. She didn't know Jesus. She knew about Jesus at that time. But on the very first night of the retreat, where we teach about who's Lord of your life, she actually discovered that Jesus needed to be Lord of her life. And so she was actually born again of the Spirit of God. On the second day, she was baptized in the Holy Spirit. She was absolutely filled with the Spirit of God. And then there was a power clash on the inside because the Spirit of God was exposing the darkness within. And she then got delivered of a spirit that had been controlling her life all her, all her life. And on the final day, she was completely healed. 
At the end of the retreat, her husband came to collect her, reluctantly, because he didn't really want her back. And it was snowing, and his car got stuck in the snow right outside our center, <laughs> and he couldn't get out. So he had to come in, he wasn't a believer. And they were there for four hours, and we had to feed them. And we fed them some fish and chips. And her husband watched this woman who'd only drunk liquids for 14 years eat a place of fish and chips. What he effect was, did it have on him? He was totally astounded. He, he, his mouth was wide open because he, he expected her to really drop dead because how could she possibly take in that food? But she took it in. She was completely healed and they had a lot of thinking to do. And he came back on a retreat a few weeks later and he gave his life to the Lord. And what are they doing today? As a result of that, they went to Bible college and today she's just retired actually, 24 years later, as a Salvation Army evangelist. And she's for all of those years, she's been an evangelist telling people about the healing, delivering power of Jesus. And in her retirement from service within the army, she has now got a commission from the Lord to take healing into the much wider area of the Salvation Army in the, in the UK. Now, you didn't know how history would no. reveal itself, but Nothing. at that time, what, what did it mean to you to see that you had keys to set people free? Well, all that we were doing was being obedient to what God had told us to do. Uh, he'd given us a scripture, which was the foundation for our ministry, which was Luke 9, 11, that Jesus welcomed the people, he taught them about the kingdom, and he healed those in need. Three things. And the welcome is love. When people feel loved, they will listen. If you walk into a church and no one welcomes you, no one loves you, you don't listen to the teaching. We welcome people, we love them, and she listened to the teaching which was about the kingdom of God. She knew there had to be a new king, a new authority in her life. And kingdom teaching changes your perspective as to who's in charge of your life. Peter, tell me about the man who wanted with a passion his son to be a doctor. Yeah. My son, the doctor. <laughs> he wanted his son to be a doctor because he wanted to be a doctor. And this was just after the war. And because of his own situation, his parents were unable to send him for training. And he made a vow to God and said, if I ever get married, if I ever have a son, that son of mine will be the doctor that I always wanted to be. So his son was born, his son grew up, his son knew about the expectation upon him, but actually on the inside, it was the last thing he wanted to be. But in obedience to his human father, he actually trained as a doctor. I didn't see him until he was 50 years of age, when he'd just come out of the medical profession, suicidal, on depression, antidepressants for 10 years, unable to cope any longer with the medical profession. And life was literally hell for him. And he cried out to God, God, what can I do? He saw no hope for his future. And it was only when we unpacked the trauma, and in his case, it was a long-term trauma of his father taking him through something which inside he didn't want to be. He actually wanted to be an engineer. He wanted to build bridges. But he was squeezed into a mold which was not God's plan for him. And when he actually faced the issue of realizing that all the years of pain and his current depression were a consequence of the relationship with his father, he began to put it right by forgiving his father. And the Spirit of God came into his life, began to change him on the inside again, healed his depression and completely restored him. It's an amazing story, but we see, we see this many times. People need freedom. You need freedom 
from trauma. Some of you have had traumas and you've totally blocked the pain, but the pain is still active, a poison inside of your body. Absolutely. And you don't even realize this. People need freedom in their marriages. People need freedom from fear. People need freedom from disease. You're going to find out an amazing story about when someone gets free from that trauma. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this word. We'll be right back to It's Supernatural. For over 25 years, tens of thousands of people worldwide have been set free and healed mentally, emotionally, and physically as they attended one of Peter Horobin's healing seminars. Now you can attend right in the comfort of your own home and receive your healing. Call now and receive Peter Horobin's six-part audio CD teaching, The Freedom Series. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1374. The Freedom Series was recorded live during one of Peter's healing seminars. Through this six-part audio CD teaching series, you will receive freedom from fear, freedom from trauma, freedom in your thinking, freedom from the control of your past, freedom from ungodly relationships, freedom from sickness, and so much more. Jesus wants to set us free because bondage limits our destiny and many many of the people that I meet they have a destiny but they're never going to enter into it because Satan is a destiny robber and he has rob them of their potential in God. Peter will impart to you supernatural keys so you receive your physical, mental, and emotional healing. Don't miss out on getting Peter Horobin's six-part audio CD teaching, The Freedom Series. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1374. Call or you can write to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural. Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 1374 or log on to Sid Roth Call or write today. We now return to It's Supernatural. Hello, Sid Roth here with Peter Horvin. And uh, Peter, we were talking about people have traumas. Uh, they just bury them, mm. but it isn't buried. It's operating in their body. Uh, tell me about Linda. Yeah, Linda had extreme trauma, which was buried deep on the inside. When I first met her, she was 26. She was on a lifetime disability pension. She was in constant pain, unable to walk more than 25 yards without having to stop for the pain to subside. She was thinking, what's the point of living? No one's going to want to marry me. I'll never have any children, never have any grandchildren. And she had virtually given up. And well, the first thing I asked her, I said, well, would you like us to pray for you? You know, she said, no. She said, I don't want to find out again that God doesn't answer prayer. She was one of these people who had been prayed for many times for the physical condition. She had fallen off a cliff three years previously and her back had been broken in four places. She'd been lay there for ten and a half hours before a helicopter lifted her out of a ravine in the Blue Mountains of Australia. And the doctors did everything they possibly could for her. But three years down the line she was in constant pain, suicidal, no hope. And my wife and I began to talk to her over lunch about how trauma locks us into the experience of the past. And in her mind, she was still locked into that place of lying at the foot of the cliff, back broken, in pain. And when we began to pray for her, when she eventually agreed to prayer, because she understood now what was going on, the Spirit of God came upon her. She had to forgive. She had to forgive the man who had led her along that path without warning her of the ravine. Mm. 
that was a major, major issue because he's ruined her life. Of course. And uh, so she forgave him. And as she forgave and the Spirit of God came upon her, we anointed her with oil to healing. And God healed that inner trauma. And we watched supernaturally, totally supernaturally, no one touching her as the Spirit of God stretched her back out. Her, her back was arching that way and then that way. Her legs were being pulled out and there were doctors watching, physiotherapists, and they said she's having traction as if her legs were being stretched out mm. but by angels. And she then stood up at the end of 20 minutes of watching what God did and her back was completely healed. Uh, Peter, tell me about this subject that's not spoken of much, mm. ungodly soul ties. Yeah. Well, relationships uh, which become sexual become what God intended them to be in marriage, a joining together of spirit, soul and body. That's what God intended marriage to be. But when people have relationships outside of marriage, God doesn't suspend what he intended for sexual relationships so that people could sin without consequences they still become joined together to the people they've had sexual relationship with. Well, you know what? I believe that it even goes deeper. And it, that's why the Bible talks about this is one of the worst of sins to have sex outside of marriage yeah. because I believe it is free access for the demons, the generational curses, everything because they do become one. And, and, and so who wants to pick up all the demons of their partner? Yeah. Whatever's happening in the one person affects the other, either negatively or positively. Yeah, you know, it's almost in the, in the physical, you could have a heart transplant and you might have some memories yeah. of that person. Mm. In the spiritual, imagine what it is. The, the, those things do happen. Uh, let, let me tell you a very simple story of a, a woman who'd had a sexual relationship with a boyfriend and she knew eventually that this was wrong and she broke the relationship. But the boy was really angry and he said to her, if you're not gonna have me, you're never gonna have children by anybody else. Now, there already was a soul tie joining them together and that became a curse upon her, which she believed and eventually she married. Six years down the line, she and her husband came for prayer because they couldn't conceive any children. And as we unpacked the past, she remembered as the Spirit of God brought this to her attention, what this previous boyfriend had said. And when she forgave that boyfriend, and I asked God to break the ungodly soul tie. You know, I can't do it. When people come together, God joins them. So it's only he that can unjoin them. And when he unjoined them, we could then take authority over the demonic. The demonic power to come into her as a curse upon her life. She was delivered before my very eyes. You saw this thing coming off her. A year later, they had their little baby because God had healed her womb. The, the curse of death had gone and she was restored. Peter, I want you to speak to someone that has an ungodly soul tie right now to. and break it, yeah. break it. If you're a person who's had relationships that were outside of marriage, relationships with people before you were married, or even relationships that were adulterous within marriage, and you know because the Spirit of God has told you that this was wrong, 
and you want to just bring that to God right now, confess it, agree with what God thinks about that sin, ask him to forgive you and ask him to cut that tie to those previous sexual partners so that he can release you. So Lord Jesus, now as I speak to the people who are looking in on this program, I ask you now to set them free, to give them freedom from their past and I take authority over the works of darkness that were impinging upon them, attacking them and destroying their life and ask you, Jesus, to set them free right now. Amen. You know, Peter, freedom is a wonderful thing. Mm, I have been in bondage in many areas of my life and I had an interesting experience. As a Jewish person, Mm. I was involved in the New Age and when I prayed a simple prayer, Jesus, help. The Spirit of God came into my room in such a tangible fashion, Mm -hmm. the fear that I was battling because uh, I knew I'd open the door up to demons and I didn't want demons. I didn't know what to do Mm -hmm. about it. Mm -hmm. But when I prayed in the name of Jesus, the Spirit of God just poured in upon me and the demons left. But then maybe six months, a year later, I started feeling and experiencing that same fear. Mm. And I had to learn how to fight that because I was set free by the power of God, but until I understood the principles of freedom, I couldn't stay free. Uh, and there is, is a, there is a process involved because when we make a choice to be set free, then at that moment God honours that choice. But we are living in a, a, f- a fallen world and there's a constant wearing away of the enemy and sometimes people will fall back into wrong beliefs and wrong attitudes and the learned behaviour of the past rises again. Which then allows that spirit to, exactly. hook, to attach back. Yeah, so, so healing is not just a one-off thing, it is actually discipleship. We Healing and discipleship are two things that can't be separated. Now, some people talk about discipleship programs, some people talk about a healing program. Actually, you shouldn't be talking about one or the other. It's both. As we walk in discipleship, we will discover that there are things we need healed from. And when we actually start looking at the healing issues in a person's life, we discover that many of those are there because they haven't been walking as a disciple. Freedom is such a wonderful thing. I know what it's like to be in bondage and I know what it's like to be free. The first step of freedom is what I did. I literally, honestly, yelled out, Jesus, help. Now, I know this isn't any great theological prayer, but you know what? God is so good. And now I understand that when you say, Jesus, forgive my sins, he does, and God can come into you. Well, freedom. What a freedom. For over 25 years, tens of thousands of people worldwide have been set free and healed mentally, emotionally, and physically as they attended one of Peter Horobin's healing seminars. Now you can attend right in the comfort of your own home and receive your healing. 
Call now and receive Peter Horobin's six-part audio CD teaching, The Freedom Series. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1374. The Freedom Series was recorded live during one of Peter's healing seminars. Through this six-part audio CD teaching series, you will receive freedom from fear, freedom from trauma, freedom in your thinking, freedom from the control of your past, freedom from ungodly relationships, freedom from sickness, and so much more. Jesus wants to set us free because bondage limits our destiny. And many, many of the people that I meet, they have a destiny, but they're never going to enter into it because Satan is a destiny robber and he has robbed them of their potential in God. Peter will impart to you supernatural keys so you receive your physical, mental, and emotional healing. Don't miss out on getting Peter Horobin's six-part audio CD teaching, The Freedom Series. Yours for a donation of $35. Shipping and handling is included. Ask for offer number 1374. Call or you can write to Sid Roth, It's Supernatural, Post Office Box 1918, Brunswick, Georgia 31521. Please specify offer number 1374 or log on to Sid Roth Call or write today. Next week on It's Supernatural. My guest and his wife traveled into the cells of a dying girl's liver. 26 hours later, she was healed.